2: can score with the jim allen group at the equal housing opportunity
0: it is five o'clock on a friday 502 to be exact congratulations everybody you work for the weekend you've made it assuming you work a traditional monday through friday nine to five cheers not us not us we, we got a little bit a little bit more work to put in but uh hey well, we'll bring weekend vibes to our job. How about that? Thanks for being a part of the ride,
1: folks. <laughs> <Thanks for, laughs> Get them safely. Thanks
0: for yeah. Thanks for letting us be a part of your ride. Uh, Drive with Tim Donnelly. Starting five starts with number five. I got five on it. North Carolina Courage. They have a home quarterfinal game against Gotham FC this Sunday, 7 p.m. Wake Med Soccer Park. Is Batman going to be there? Oh, oh, it's not Gotham. that Gotham. Ah, okay. New York, New Jersey, Gotham. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, NWSL quarterfinals. Quarterf- that means the winner uh, has the number two seed, Portland, waiting in the semifinals. And you are only two steps away from playing in the championship. This was supposed to be a bit of a, a rebuilding year. Turned it into a reloading year, didn't they? they squeak into the playoffs, a little 30 seed action. And maybe like what it's not even a reload, it'd be like a re-thrive if they can pull off a, a win or two here. North Carolina Courage, that's that's obviously women's soccer. Six participants from the Courage uh played in the, the women's world cup, varying degrees of or varying countries. But uh But hey, playoff playoff anything is playoff anything. And uh with it being a bye week for the Panthers, Sunday, you still want to catch some professional sports action,
1: head over to Wake Med Park. Still want to catch some football, just not <laughs> the one that involves – hel- Yeah, exact footballs. Just not the one that <laughs> involves tackling and helmets. Well, there could be slide tackling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just a different kind. Different kind. Through ball, what is that but a crossing route?
0: Exactly. That's that's about as far as my comparison. Offsides? But offsides is on both ones. That's true. Offsides is a good one. Uh, goalie, safety? Nah, both not mascots are relative – or cats – All right, we're stretching it. Uh, That's number five. Check it out. North Carolina Courage Home Wake Med Soccer Park for their quarterfinal game against Gotham FC. That's at 7 p.m. Uh, So go ahead and check that out. That's number five. Let's get to number four.
2: We are the four horsemen.
0: If you want other professional sports in the area, there's also the Carolina Hurricanes. They do not have a bye. They'll be playing this weekend against the the Colorado Avalanche, and they kind of got smoked last night by the Kraken. They gave up a whole bunch of goals in the first period, a whole bunch of goals in the third period. Uh, They did score some of their own, but not enough. End up losing, what was it, 7-3, 7-4. It all blurred together. Uh, But with that, with that as the base layer, that is the the intro, uh, let's get two minutes of hockey from our good friend Adam Gold breaking down what's going on with the Canes. Two minutes. Two
2: minutes. Two minutes. Let's do that hockey. Hey, it's Adam, and I got two minutes for two very big things that are plaguing the Carolina Hurricanes through this five-game start to the season. And it's all brought to us by Dysart Willis, defending people the right way. Right now, the Hurricanes scoring plenty of goals, more than four goals a game. Nobody has to worry about Carolina's offense, and even the power play is looking pretty snappy of late, better than 25%. But boy, is Carolina allowing a lot of goals. They have allowed six power play goals through five games, their penalty kill percentage is like around 73%. Woof! 84.4% was second best in the NHL. You know what they're really doing? They're allowing tons and tons of chances. More chances than they have ever allowed. Forget about the goals they're allowing. It's the chances. Last year, the Hurricanes led the NHL in fewest grade A chances allowed by a lot, by almost 50. Right now, they are below water in high danger chances for percentage. They led the NHL Last year, it's 62.5%. Right now, they're about 47%. That is atrocious. And here's another thing that bothered them. On the power play, trailing 2-1 late in the first period, they have a chance. Nah. 25 seconds left in the kill. Done.
0: a shot kicked out. They score! Short hit.
2: Dmitry Orlov been on the ice now for two shorthanded goals. Carolina needs more from him. It's going to take some time for him to adjust, but he is a minus 10 on the season. Is that an imperfect statistic? Yes, but he is minus 10 nonetheless. For the most part, Carolina's a plus team. He, unfortunately, has not been. And yet, Carolina was still in it because Seth Jarvis is on fire. He scored twice. He also assisted on another goal. He's got four goals already this season. And he and Jesperi Kokanemi brought the Hurricanes within a goal at 4-3. And then,
0: McCann turns off the glass in play. Poked along by Bjorkstrand. He'll get away from Nason. To the slot. They score! Jared McCann! Hey, hey! What do you say?
2: Brent Burns was there, but he wasn't there. It took a little breath. Jared McCann comes in and beats Piotr Kachetkov. And that was your ball game right there. Seattle scored another goal 21 seconds later. Final score was 7-4. Hurricanes are allowing almost five goals a game. Yeesh. Dysart Willis, help us. Defending people the right way.
0: Thank you to our good friend Adam Gold. You can catch his show right before this one every single weekday uh, from noon to 3 right here on 99.9 The Fan. Brought you two minutes of hockey there. Gave you all the ins and outs when it comes to the Carolina Hurricanes and their uh, current rough streak on the, the the defensive side of the ice. Uh, but, but, you know, stay calm, stay confident. They've got a lot of experience on that squad. Can, uh, can we just talk about how
1: spectacular that production was oh, by always. Rusty Hessler? Always. Rust, Rusty knows his
0: way around some, some uh some production, some sound. Even some including cuts. The, even including the John Forslund calls in there. John Forslund calls. I I mean I always anytime you throw in some of the 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 music always gets me. And also let's do that hockey. Now what wings? You, <laughs> you're never going to uh you're never gonna I'm gonna laugh every single time I see that chance the rapper SNL skit. Let's do that hockey. It's hilarious every single time. I know the jokes are coming, which is which goes against all comedy. Comedy is supposed to all be about surprise and leading you this way, and then haha, I'm over here. I know all of the jokes. I still laugh at them every single time. Uh, that's number four. Let's get to number three.
1: One, two, three.
0: Michigan. All the Michigan men, the Block M, the Big House, Big Blue, being investigated for cheating. I always, I always make sure to say cheating when these things pop up. Uh, like if somebody's, you know, performance-enhancing drug policy. I'm like, no, nah, he's being suspended for cheating. Uh, oh, look at this. They have violated recruiting rules and multiple – no, they cheated. Uh, Michigan's being investigated for cheating. They're being investigated for sending a football staffer to opponents' games to steal their signals. But it's more deep than that, right? If you just read the headlines – Guess what? Everybody tries to steal signals. Everybody does. Because no matter what sport it does. It's it's but it's almost like you have to to like luck into it, right? I remember in college we caught on just through watching film that sometimes when when the offense would motion, this was William and Mary was the school we were playing against, they would tap their helmet and that meant cover two. Now, did we steal signals or did we just notice it? Either way, we didn't go up to & and mary and say, "Hey, guess what? We know it." All I did was bat 100 on perfect reads every time they tapped their helmet for that game. Yeah. Uh I don't know if it's stealing signals or not. But but right that's one of the immediate reactions when Michigan is is accused of stealing signals is to go, "Oh, everyone does it." This is deeper than that. The accusations are deeper than that. First of all, sending the uh, one of your your staffers to away games of your future opponents, that's against the rules. You can't do in-person scouting of any kind for future opponents of that year. Second of all, according to the accusations, they had a former military service member on their staff. And again, the accusations say that his only job, his entire job title, was deciphering the other team's signals. They had a staffer who was a former military member who would have some experience with that sort of thing. I believe maybe even went to the Naval Academy. Uh who would just get the videos and get the the TV cuts and would just sit there and go, "All right, when their signaler uh you know makes the the Durham Bulls sign, that means that they're getting posts." Right? That means uh, they're getting a deep play action. And and then he's on the sideline talking to play callers.
1: If, so he's not on the top of the press box with binoculars laying stomach no, he, Okay. He, they've they've on that would be funnier um like
0: sending someone to videotape signals and then having them bring the the tape back to your on staff code breaker with military experience you need some self-reflection you're in too deep you're in too deep you need someone to splash a cold glass of water on your face and say hey just just beat them just be better just, just know what's going on and, and have better and make a good play call.
1: You don't need the answers to the test. Just pass the test. Tim, I know you're a fan of movies, and every time I, I fill in on a Friday, it seems like we, we reference movies. Have you seen the movie Bird Box on Netflix?
0: I have not, actually. But, but, but you I know, know the, you know the, the, the general line, conceit of it. Wear yeah. the
1: blindfold. If you take the blindfold yeah. off and see the monster, whatever it is, bad things happen to you. I can only imagine that whoever the staffer was that had to go watch East Carolina's offense or Rutgers <laughs> offense or Nebraska was like, I got wanna look away, but I can not I I c I can't. I'm my, my, being fourth yeah. too My guess
0: is they uh they, they were just at Ohio State every week. <laughs> I don't know if they I don't know if they were going to ECU, no disrespect to ECU.
1: They probably went to ECU and then the staffer just stayed in Greenville because he loved it so much after he went hey, there you go. after just, he went hey, to the,
0: he's gonna be a part of the uh he's a part of the, the, the Greenville now. booty in the Coastal Plains League. Yeah, that's exactly right. If you if you don't get that reference, go just Google it. Greenville Booty. He's still
1: he's still at Raptors or Dirty be careful bands.
0: Go uh, be careful with what what pops up. What links you click after googling Greenville Booty. Don't do it on your company's uh, website. Uh, now I have to explain it. Coastal Plains League, local Wood Bat League. Uh, the the uh, Holly Springs Salamanders are a part of it. There's an expansion uh, team going to to Greenville, and they have a fan contest to name the the franchise. And with Greenville being connected to ECU by way of proximity and, and and location, they're the pirates. There's, you know, peg legs is one of the options. Booty, like treasure booty, like pirates booty is one of the options. And we talked yesterday about how funny would it would be if there was a Wood Bat League team in Greenville called the Greenville booty. Um going back to the sign stealing though. The other thing I'm hearing is if if your signals are that easy that they can be they can be Memorized and figured out. You need new signals. Change your signals. Be more careful with your signals. I I want to fight back on that. Should 18 to 23 year olds learning a playbook while also going to school? And I know, you know haha, like like division one athletes go to school. They're at least in class occasionally. Uh Should 18 to 23 year olds learning a playbook, going to school? Lot going on. Should. Should they really need their signals to be so complicated that a former military member with no other responsibility but to crack your code can crack? Like the you need to, you need it to be that complicated? Like you you need them to to figure out what uh you know uh, the the hang loose Shaka means? Or could you just like say, hey, we're playing football here. Pay attention to your own sideline. If Michigan was sending people breaking rules, they deserve whatever's coming their way, especially because uh, Harbaugh was already suspended for the first three weeks for other violations, these being recruiting violations. To me, once you you, you have that happen recently, you have to, to run your program such squeaky clean like, you have to, to make sure. It's not just, oh, I didn't know they were doing anything bad. It's you have to know they're not doing anything bad.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, Tim, you know this as well as I do. When you're in the Big Ten and you have all that revenue, all that money coming from the TV contracts, and if you're Michigan, you're 4-0 in the Big Ten Conference, 7-0 overall, winning fixes everything.
0: Oh, yeah, and and I firmly believe that they will drag. The, they already uh, suspended the the staffer involved. I'm sure he's going to get scapegoated like crazy. Oh, he was doing this on his own, completely. He went rogue. It's, mm. The other guys are still in Greenville; they haven't come back, so we just forgot about them. Spe- speaking of uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of movie references, we need to get we need to get uh, Harbaugh on the stand like like Jack
1: Nicholson in A Few Good Men. Did you order the code red? You can't handle the truth. I hope you were going. I was hoping you were going to say The shine and I was going to see how you oh. were going to reference that one. Here's Johnny. Uh, that's number three. Let's get to number two. Get the,
0: two get the uh, Dan Graziano clip up. Uh, Dan Graziano, NFL Insider. Thank you very much. Please and thank you. Uh, it's ready. The the Dan Graziano NFL Insider is the latest, but certainly not the first, and most certainly will not be the last to use the the theory that the Carolina Panthers should and maybe will trade Brian Burns. Here's Dan Graziano. Outside of the Broncos, is there a name, not reporting it, just in your mind as a football uh, fan slash, of course, reporter, is there a name that you're looking at and saying, I wonder if this guy's going to get traded around Yeah,
2: uh, Brian Burns from the Panthers, right? Because, like, they're Oof. winless, right? And, and he didn't get the contract he wanted this offseason. And, again, you set this up right. Like, I don't know that they're going to trade right. him. But, no. like, just in terms Curiosity. of looking at it objectively, yeah. if they aren't going to sign him long term, that feels like a guy you could get a lot for. Right? Like a like a high-end pass rusher in the prime of his career. That yes. Everyone's looking for that yes. all the time. So if you're the Panthers and you don't think he's part of your future, then I wonder if if uh, if that's a guy that ends up and talk about a guy that could have an impact.
0: He does a good job there of breaking down all of the reasons why a trade should happen. The the next question is, can the Panthers pull it off? Right? There's there's when, when there's a very obvious situation where a player should be traded, it's tough. Be- and, and it's tough for the best of GMs in front offices because n- nobody is going to give you their biggest offer first because they think, oh, they, everything says they should trade him. So uh, they're going to trade him. They're going to get desperate. They're going to get antsy. They're going to try to lowball you, and you're going to have to be patient. Uh, you're going to have to get a bidding war going, right? Because once it's obvious that the player shouldn't stay with you, you need to get two uh, interested uh, suitors to bid against each other. You need to make that you know you need to be a good negotiator. Um, pulling it off is is not the easiest thing in the world. I do believe Brian Burns should be traded. Uh, I believe he's good. I believe they should have signed him long term, well before this. Uh, but because they didn't, now they're they're between a rock and a hard place. And and one of the ways they can try to get out of that hard place is to trade Brian Burns. So. uh I'm looking for, the bidding starts at a first and a second round pick. I really, if at all possible, want two firsts. Anything above that, pure gravy and icing. Anything above that is 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 bonus. Celebrate. I, I, I'm I'm not taking anywhere anything at all. Drop dead due date, whatever you want to call it. The 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 deal breaker. A first and a second. I want a first and a first. No positional players, unless it's T. Higgins. That's, Interesting. that's the only one. If it's a first in T. Higgins, or, then you probably have to throw in like a third round pick also or something like that. Um, T. Higgins is the only uh, is the only wide receiver out there that might be on the market that I think actually solves their number one wide receiver problems. Um, I'm not interested in Hollywood Brown. Not not interested in Jerry Judy, especially in the situations of if you're sending Brian Burns out of there. But if you're sending Brian Burns out of there, getting T. Higgins plus. That's the only one I'd consider. Only one I'd consider. It's number two. Let's get to number one. I'm looking ahead to week 11 in college football. Be game number 10, week 11, a couple of bye weeks. That will be Duke at North Carolina. I want that game to have
1: wildly high stakes. I want that game to be game day. I want it Uh, to be Duke versus North Carolina college game day, the very first football edition. And it
0: would be. Both of those teams' second appearance this year on game day. Yeah. Because Carolina was in the opener against South Carolina and Charlotte. That was game day, and Duke-Notre Dame was game day. So Duke would go from, like, and we've never done this before, to we've done it twice in the last couple of weeks. North Carolina would, would – obviously they've they've been involved in the past, but, uh, but it would be cool to be on Chapel Hill's campus also.
1: But also, like you said, Duke at this point has gotten used to playing in the ABC primetime slot. Uh, they've done it for –
0: what, they did Clemson. That was a Monday night game. Uh, they did Clemson, uh, Notre Dame, and now they're doing, again, for, for Florida State this weekend. But that's what I'm talking about. So the Duke-Florida State game, UNC-UVA. I want UNC to continue to shoot up the rankings. They're 10th right now. The only way they jump anybody is if they absolutely mollywop UVA. A close win over UVA, you might drop, right? That's That's how the rankings will yeah. work. So so, I want them to mollywop UVA this weekend. Score forty, score fifty, and do it with with style and grace. Uh, Duke, if Duke beats Florida State, which is a big if, right? Hobbled quarterback, as as Graham pointed out, no guarantee we're even going to get Riley Leonard their starting quarterback in this one. It could end up being Henry Beal in their backup, who won last week but only completed four passes against NC State. Um, if Duke can keep the magic season alive in a brutal schedule, that is brutal from this point forward and they make it to that week 11 game with maybe one loss in conference or no losses in conference and north carolina remains undefeated that game becomes like dare i say duke north carolina basketball levels yeah like how many times have we seen those two teams as top 15 top 10 top five teams playing basketball doesn't happen nearly as much in football. I want that to happen, so both teams have to take care of business in different ways this weekend.
1: Well, I also believe that no matter what the standings are, I mean, think about it. Duke right now number 16, Carolina number 10. Let's just say it ends up being Duke's 13th and North Carolina's 7th, I, right? I don't know if Duke gets to 13 without beating Florida State. Okay, well, let's just say in a perfect world they beat Florida State, pull nope. off the upset. That's why That's why I'm, I'm bringing it up. I want them to beat Florida yeah. State this weekend. That's the highest ranking you've ever had for Duke college Mm -hmm. in their program. North Carolina, they've been here before with Mac Brown. (laughs) Years ago. Years ago, but it's kind of the rebirth of – or it's the resurrection of this. There you go. It would be probably – this game's already going to be the biggest – Duke versus I, North Carolina game. I just
0: don't want football history. You're completely right, but I don't want it to be losing momentum. I don't want air to be letting out of the balloon, right? It, like, what would what, you say they are? 16 and 10 right now, something like that. 17 and 10, depending on which which. Duke 16,
1: North Carolina's 10. Uh,
0: if it ends up being like 24 and 12, that's still a wildly high ranked matchup for Duke and North Carolina, but you're they're moving in the wrong direction, right? You don't have building momentum. You have holding on to whatever momentum you can, you can graft to they both win. If, if obviously you would expect UNC to win this weekend, if they win this weekend by 40 and, and Duke wins, I don't care if it's three, nothing, they just, they get a win against Florida state or even lose on like a last second field goal. Then, then that week, 11 matchup becomes very, very, very interesting to me. And probably very, very interesting. As you mentioned to college game day and everyone else that has a, an eye on, on, the ACC championship in college football playoff. help you fix your home up
1: we are the designery north raleigh located at 3030 wake forest road in the holly
2: park plaza we would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com